Hey, I'm Rusty. And I'm Heather. And we're the Bryants, and this is the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. We are here to encourage healthy marriages, strengthen wounded marriages, and begin the process of restoration to broken marriages. We aren't licensed counselors, but we are a redeemed couple that loves the Lord and wants to help you journey through this messy, challenging, and fun part of life called marriage. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. This is Rusty and Heather Bryant with you, and we are looking forward to continuing our series that we started last week. So last week we kicked off a little series that we're going to do for these first few weeks of the summer. Uh, We're basically going to talk about the seasons of marriage and the different seasons of marriage that we go through and kind of how we navigate that and how we navigate that effectively and, you know, just how we, uh, things we need to take away from that time, things we need to learn during that time, and then things we need to do to prepare ourselves for the next stage. And as we get started this afternoon, we just want to acknowledge that we know that not everybody follows the same pattern of stages. And, you know, obviously the traditional Um, stages for marriage would be, uh, you know, just in general, that you get married, you have some time before children come along. Obviously, not everybody has children. Not everybody is able to have children. Um, Some people enter marriage with, uh, with children already from one spouse or the other or both. So there's lots of different variables, but we're, you know, the the traditional way would be you get married there's some time that we would like that i guess we people naturally call the honeymoon stage and then you move into the little kid stage and then your kids start growing up and they're in the stage where they're doing everything and you're chasing them around doing all kinds of things that they sign up for. Then you move into the teenage years, and then they start getting out of the house as they go to college. Then you're back at the empty nest stage. And then, you know, it kind of ironically sort of starts all over. You're alone again. Then you, then the grandchildren kind of... So that's just tradition. But we want to recognize that not, not all marriages follow that pattern. But we really feel like these next few weeks, no matter what stage of marriage you're in, there's something here for all of us uh, to learn. And so today, we're going to, at least in our case, rewind the clock a little bit and go back a little bit into that honeymoon stage. Just a little. I mean, <laughs> but you might you might think we're still in that honeymoon stage. Of course we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing I think we can talk about, though, is how to keep that, that type of... Um, I don't know how you say it, but the the honeymoon stage, how do you carry that over from stage to stage? Because yeah. I think that that's important. So, all right, let's think back. Let's go back because there's some people out here that listen to us that um, maybe they don't have kids right now. Maybe they are genuinely in that honeymoon stage where they haven't been married for very long. They're still figuring things out. And so there's obviously some some things that are great about that stage, things that you need to kind of think about and focus on, but then there's also the challenges that come along with that stage. And then what we want to do is we want to make sure that we're speaking to everybody today where we can say no matter what your stage, what stage you're in, how can you look back on that, 
honeymoon stage and carry it forward and then also start looking to when it might cycle back around again. So, all right, let's go. Let's do this thing. All right. So thinking back to our honeymoon stage. Well, first of all, why do they call it the honeymoon stage? Are you asking Uh me? Uh-huh. Why don't you answer (laughs) (laughs) I mean, why do they call it the honeymoon stage? Well, I'm assuming, I mean, obviously you get married and you go on a honeymoon and Mm -hmm. everything is great. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're still, well, you know, some people have disaster stories about honeymoons, I'm sure. We had a part, we had partly one of those. We did, we did. (laughs) It involved food poisoning. Uh But besides that, there's this, you know, the honeymoon stage and people call it that because it's just kind of like everything's great. You know, Mm -hmm. you haven't really faced a lot of the the problems that are going to come along mm-hmm. during marriage. Mm-hmm. And those problems are going to come, and they may hit sooner than than later. But, you know, for the most part, you've got those, you've got some time. It could, who knows how long that time That's is. Right. But it could be, it could last years, actually. Mm-hmm. It could last a mm-hmm. few days, and then you get yeah. home from the honeymoon. It's like, well, honeymoon's over. That's right. And all this is yeah. happening now. Uh, but there, there are great things about that stage of marriage. And, when you think back on that, what are the things that you think of, like for us, like what did we do that was, you're, you think back and you're like, man, I'm really glad that we focused on that, that we learned that about each other, you know, two or three things. What are some mm-hmm. of those? Mm-hmm. Um, well, when I think, I, I think my question about what is the honeymoon stage, really I'm asking more of, you know, you when you go on an actual honeymoon, like when we went on our actual honeymoon, that was just a week of our marriage. Mm-hmm. But there was just so much newness to that, you know. Um, you know, I know that not everybody go, and it's probably not um, very common now at all, but I don't know that everybody going into their wedding day are virgins, and, um, but for us, for us, we were, right. and so, you know, there was a little bit of, um, anxiousness and of course there was excitement, um, and a little bit of fear, like what will they, um, what will he think when he sees all of me, mm-hmm. the real me, you know, and, and I think so much of that can apply to even the first few years of marriage because, you know, on our honeymoon, there was so much revealed about each of us physically and emotionally. And even when you got food poisoning, how you wanted to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Like that was just so different than what I imagined it to be. You know, I grew up with the daddy that when I was throwing up, he would sit on the, um, the bathtub side while I was, you know, throwing up in the potty and with a cold rag and say, you're okay. It's okay. You know? And, and so I'm like, Oh, well let me get my cold rag and some water and go make him feel better. And you know, you were like, get out. And so it was just a different idea of what, um, you know, what I thought it was going to be. But with, with that honeymoon, our actual honeymoon, there was just so much in so much excitement and so much unknown, um, not having to leave each other like we had been, you know, kissing each other goodnight and then, um, you know, having to go to our separate homes. I can just remember those moments being precious. And like I said, those just last a week. But then when you come home, I think it's still the honeymoon stage mm-hmm. 
because there's just so much newness and excitement and having your own place and making decisions that, you know, you don't have to worry about what time to be home if you don't want to or, you know, I mean, there's just so much newness in that that I think um, makes the honeymoons um, stage a special time mm-hmm. um, just because you're just getting to know each other uh, just that much better. But with that comes some surprises mm-hmm. um, of, gosh, I didn't expect it to be like that. Or, um, you know, when we were dating, if somebody started getting on my nerves or if I started getting on your nerves, you just go to your separate homes, but now we go home together, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So just a lot of figuring out, um, each other's quirks. And, you know, we've told people that things that you do while you're dating, things that get on your nerves, they're going to get on your nerves a million times more when you're married, Magnified, you know, everything magnified. But overall, I think it's just a really sweet season Mm -hmm. of getting to know each other better, um, just doing anything for each other. Um, just the newness of it all, Mm -hmm. I think is, um, is a joy. So I think it, to answer your question, if I did it all, I think that the newness of everything and the excitement of being together Mm -hmm. is just really fresh during the honeymoon phase. And I think it's something that needs to be renewed and renewed throughout each stage. Yeah. And I, I like, you know, when you say you're just kind of doing everything together, a lot of stuff you're doing, you know, even if you dated for a long time, you're just figuring things out. You're learning each other. You're kind of setting some patterns and things that you're learning what you know, one spouse is good at and what one spouse is going to have to pick up the slack. I mean, even with, you know, finances and shopping Mm -hmm. and cooking and, you know, cleaning cleaning Mm -hmm. house, you know, you know, and those are things that, that hopefully people talk about before they get married. But a lot of times you don't, you just get that we did not, not in, I mean, I think we knew each other well enough to, because we had dated for so Mm -hmm. long that we had those pretty, pretty realistic Mm -hmm. expectations on things like that. But you know, it is just really a time of like, you don't want to miss that time of we're, we're going to get to know each other. The intimacy is going to be, be there. And really you're forming the bond of a team, you know, doing, doing things. And, and so, you know, the challenges obviously at this stage are you're most of the time you're working on the start of your careers, you know, putting in lots of hours Mm -hmm. working, um, you know, there's, there's not as much money right. usually at that stage. You haven't established yourself financially. And so, yeah, there's those challenges, but as you're walking through and navigating those challenges, it's preparing you for what might come in the future when you right. have children. And, you know, you, you, like I said, you're forming this bond of a team and that team is what's going to carry you through all these next stages. So, um, you know, when you look back on those early those early years before we had children, like what are the things that you really think of that were the challenges? Like the biggest things that jumped out to you is, yeah, I wasn't expecting that to be as hard as it was, but, you know, it proved to be difficult. Hmm. Well, I think one was when you're single, your eyes, it's okay for your eyes to be more on yourself. And then, so a challenge for me personally 
was taking somebody else into consideration all the time Mm -hmm. to, you know, it doesn't matter just what I want to do. Um, what is best for that other person? What, um, you know, just, just making, making sure that you take into account what's best for them or what their wants and needs are and not just, um, focusing on yourself all the time. That was challenging for me. That was very natural for you. Mm. It just was. You you gave selflessly and thought selflessly a lot more than I did. And I can look back and think, ooh, I should have done that better. Like I should have, um, I wish somebody had spoken that truth into my life mm-hmm. um, earlier on in that season. And so that was a challenge for me um, to have to give up my wants and my desires and um, not big things mm-hmm. like my hopes and dreams. That's not what I mean. But just, I mean, like even as, as simple as where we would go eat or how we would spend our time. Like it was hard for me to go, oh, there's somebody else to consider. Yeah. When you think back um, from today, you know, on to those years, now, 25 years later, is there anything that you that you just think, man, I, you know, I wish that we would have focused more on that. It mm-hmm. would have prepared us better or, you know, that would have been more enjoyable. Sure. Well, I, the first thing that comes to mind is because it took us so long to have our first child, I think I was consumed with that a lot mm-hmm. where I wish, you know, because you're just thinking we got to start a family. We got to start a family. And I think that I wish that I had just taken a little bit more of a breath and enjoyed those first few years with it just being us. Mm-hmm. Um it's easy to look back on that and think, oh, we could have done this and we could have done that. And we did some amazing things. Right. I mean, we went to London right before we were able to conceive Luke. And um, I just, you know, that we did things. But I'm just saying I wish that I had enjoyed that time a little bit more. Like, do because we had things that we enjoyed doing together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish I would have just taken more time to enjoy those because once you start having children, um, those times you still get them, but they're just few and far between. Right. Um, and so it's like, um, once you lost, once I lost them, I was like, Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think that would definitely be one. I think, you know, I'm kind of the same way. I think really, and it's not that we didn't do this, but you just look back on it and you say, man, that was our time to really be spontaneous Mm -hmm. and adventurous. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, we did that some. We certainly got out of our comfort zone in a lot of areas. But you look back on it and you're almost like we could have done you know, with the, within with, reason, within reason, and the fact that we didn't, you have know, we money. didn't have a lot of money, but you know, we were so free then. Yeah, and sure. I don't know that we necessarily took advantage of sure. it because you almost feel like, well, we'll be, we'll, ha- we'll have this freedom forever. Right. Um, I think another thing that people might run into a little bit of a, uh, I guess a situation would be, you know, when you have different hobbies and when you don't have children and you really focus on that and you really don't have a plan for mm-hmm. how you're going to handle it once the kids come. Mm-hmm. Because I do think that there's there's something out there that I just feel like, um, you know, one spouse or the other kind of is like, 
well, I did this when we were in the honeymoon years, and I'm just going to keep on doing it. And then the other one ends up having to kind of stop mm-hmm. what they what they were used to having fun sure. doing. Maybe it was alone, uh, you know, something that was a that was a hobby. But the kids come along, and one sacrifices, and the other doesn't. And I think that's something that that's a pitfall that people need to sure. recognize and talk about sure. before it before it comes along, you know, nothing wrong with, you know, same thing. If you've got time and you can be adventurous and spontaneous, even with your own hobbies and there's something you enjoy doing great, but then you need to recognize when the next stage comes along, be prepared and be prepared. Life won't, life's not going to be the same. Right. So you don't need to act like it's okay for one of you to continue on with it being Mm -hmm. the same and the other one doesn't. Um, Okay, I want to shift a little bit and talk about, I think that a lot of people will say, you know, man, I wish we could go back to the honeymoon stage. And I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's that people are saying, gosh, when we had kids, everything got hard and we don't really, you know, wish we wouldn't have had kids. And there's not a lot of people that say that. I mean, kids are a massive blessing and, and ours certainly have been, but the relationship that you have with your spouse we when we move into the next stages i think so many times we change our relationship with our spouse changes so much that we get to a point where we just go we're not like the marriage is not like it used to be how i wish we could go back to the honeymoon mm-hmm. stage so as you start transitioning you look ahead and maybe so now we've got people that are listening to us that have young children They've got, maybe they've got the, the middle school or, you know, the, the elementary school age are doing all kinds of stuff, or maybe they got teenagers and they're just in the, that stage and they might be looking back going, gosh, I wish our relationship could go back to that honeymoon stage. Can it, even when you're in those stages, can, can you get that spark back and, um, the things that the feelings that you had for your spouse, so that as you go through these harder stages that may not be just you and your spouse, you know, that, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you get back to the honeymoon stage when you're not in the honeymoon stage? Well, I definitely think that it can be done, but I also know that it has to be purposeful. It just doesn't happen naturally. Um, because you have to put so much time and so much effort into that happening. Um, you know, and I'm going to go out on a branch right here and you may go, I'm going to kill you. But like sexually, I think that's a big part. People want to go back to how your sexual life was, your sexual experiences were when you were on your honeymoon. Um, because it was new and it, and it was exciting and it was fresh. And then all of a sudden you barely find time to do anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's just one area where you feel like, um, things have changed. Mm -hmm. And, um, and especially I think you, it would be more common for a man to say, oh, I wish we could go back, you know, because now she never wants to do it. And we Mm -hmm. used to do it all the time and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I think that that just takes being purposeful mm-hmm. and and I think that any of those things um, that we talk about are so wonderful in the honeymoon stage can continue um, they may not can continue constantly throughout your entire uh, marriage and through every season but there's but there's definitely times in each season where 
you can get back to that or just be purposeful in making sure that those those things happen. Yeah, I was even thinking a little bit about how, you know, in, in the honeymoon stage, we're talking about being spontaneous and adventurous. And, you know, I think there's even sometimes more of an opportunity for that when you do have children, because you really do have to like take advantage of the opportunities to right. be romantic yeah. and be intimate. And, you know, sometimes it's funny enough, it's, it is sneaking around yeah. a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and that just, and that just kind of adds, adds to, to mm-hmm. you know, cause sometimes when you're in the honeymoon stage, it's like, well, I mean, you know, it's just us all the time. We can, you know, we can kind of do whatever we want to do whenever we want to do it. And then as you get into those other stages, it becomes a little more purposeful, but um, I think sometimes it also means a little bit more because you really are having to work at it. Um, you know, there's still the opportunities to be a companion and to be playful and to have a good time together. And you just have to, like you said, you just really have to work at it. And I remember we heard somewhere, if you want to get back to the way things used to be, you have to do things that you used, used to, to do. do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, whatever that is, I mean, you know, in the honeymoon stage, you're still you're still pursuing your spouse mm-hmm. most of the time, and you're still trying to be romantic and do the things that are going to impress them. And you know, whether that's you know picking up flowers and bringing them home, or just the you know the constant communication and just you know we can't get enough of each other and being together and like, and then all of a sudden we have children and you think. Well, why isn't it like it used to be? Well, because you quit doing all the stuff Mm -hmm. that you used to do. Mm -hmm. And you may have to work a good bit harder to make those things happen in the other stages, but you can still make them happen. Sure. And if you can do that, then there becomes this richness, like this, you know, you're really having to work at this. And and I think people just get tired. Like Mm -hmm. they're tired because they have children and, you know, they're like, you know, the old, I mean, I told you back the day I married you that I loved you. And if that changes, I'll, I'll let, let you, you know. know. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's then, not fair. Yeah. And then we're like, why are we not, why are, do we not feel the same? Well, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's why. Mm-hmm. And so I do think it's there, you know, we, um, there's certainly some things that we did good. I think that right now, we probably do that better, and there's a lot of things that we do better to make our life sort of honeymoonish than we even did back then. Sure. Um, and you know, but I also really feel like our hearts are being are being turned by God to this. Guess what? Ironically, you're about to be back in the honeymoon stage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, we've got one kid that's in college and we've got one that's about to be an 11th grader. So two more years and will essentially be empty nesters because they'll both be in college or out of college. And like, I really feel like God's just, you know, so many people at this stage of their life, it's like, well, it was just our children holding us together for so long. Mm-hmm. And it, and life gets really hard at that point. And some people just are like, well, we got nothing in common. And I feel like we're kind of the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And But so much of it is because... When when we, you know, walked through our challenges 10 years ago and then cancer and, you know, I mean, everything changed, mm-hmm. like, and we just changed. And so now we're looking ahead and we're going, okay, what did we miss out on during those honeymoon years? Because 
here in a couple of years, we're back at honeymoon stage. Right, right. <laughs> and people like to call it empty nester, mm-hmm. middle age, old age, whatever you want to call it. I like to think we're going to go back into the honeymoon stage. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're at a place in our marriage where, and that, that that's that's going to potentially be the sweetest time of our life. Right, right. Um, so I don't know. You may be going. Oh no! I'll no, miss my kids. I don't want. <laughs> of them course to leave. I'll. <laughs> of course I'll miss my kids. But I just think it brings new, um, new adventures and new seasons in our life. And and I'm looking forward to that. I mean, the, I really am. Well, the beauty of it is, is you you may not be most of the people listening to us. They're not in the honeymoon stage anymore. Mm-mm. I would imagine that most of the people are somewhere between little kids and mm-hmm. empty nesters. Sure. So they got children at home. They're listening to this. They're like, mm, you know, not really falling into the stage of the honeymoon. And so our my challenge would be don't ever lose the honeymoon mm-hmm. stage. It's not the same. We understand that. But think ahead enough. And I just, you know, we mentioned this last week. I think people don't prepare for the next stage like right. they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So as you, if you're in the honeymoon stage and you're preparing for the next stage, you know, be ready to be a team. Be ready for mm-hmm. the challenges that kids are going to affect your marriage. You know, talk through all those scenarios. Be ready for it. But then as you're moving through those stages, like start you know, go back and, and think, what should we have done differently during our honeymoon stage? Let's let's practice that. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out how to incorporate that into our marriage now right. to, you know, rekindle those sparks, whatever has to happen to, to for those emotions to come back like they were during the honeymoon stage. Because if you can get to the end of the kid stage and get ready for the empty nester stage, I really believe that that empty nester stage can basically be second that's honeymoon. Right. That's right. And that's what your goal needs to be. That's right. And I, um, as I'm listening to you talk, I, I think about those people out there who are through with the honeymoon stage, quote, the honeymoon stage, and they they have regrets. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, we didn't do that well. Mm-hmm. Or the honeymoon stage for us ended the day we came from home from our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And after that, my spouse was completely different or, you know, those type of things. And I, and I, or the people who are, um, you know, well into the next stages and think, gosh, I wish we could go back to that. And that's, I mean, it's just what you said, but I wanted to say again, how important it is not to beat yourself up over what happened in the past. If you're past that honeymoon stage, don't go, well, I screwed that up. Mm -hmm. You know, just what can you take from that stage or what could you, um, what do you wish you could have done differently and bring it into the stage that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I, I know that I do that a ton as a parent. As I see somebody else doing something or read something that, is good for parenting and I think gosh I could have done that differently but but that's okay that's okay like you you still have moments where you can still incorporate what we're talking about into the season that you're in yeah and like I said you you said you might have screwed that up but you're gonna get another shot at it mm-hmm. more than right. you know more than likely things go the way they're supposed to go. You're gonna have an empty nest and you and your spouse. You're gonna be more tired because you're mm-hmm. older. That's right. But 
most likely. You're going to have more money than mm-hmm. you did in that first stage. And um, your sleep's not being interrupted. That's right. And there's so, so you do get a, I mean, it is almost like a second honeymoon. Mm-hmm. So I, my challenge is no matter what stage you're in, look back at that early, those early years and remember the excitement and say, how can we incorporate that into today's marriage, even on a different scale and a different level, so that when we get to that stage that maybe you're dreading, maybe you're not, maybe you're so excited about being an empty mm-hmm. nester, but instead of calling it an empty nester, you're calling it a second honeymoon stage. Yeah. And if you can start focusing things that way and really gearing towards that and shifting your mindset yes i just that. think that that you're gonna enjoy this stage that you're in more and really enjoy that next stage when you get a kind of a second chance mm-hmm. at, at a second honeymoon so um i mean this is fun because we're just we're living these stages with everybody else mm-hmm. you know um and and so i think that gosh we just sat here and just talked through this really with no script because we lived it and now we're getting really close to that next stage. And so it's kind of fun for us to talk about. Um, we appreciate everybody tuning in each week and listening to us. If you've got some questions or some way that we can help you, reach out to us on social media or through our website, theredeemedmarriage.com. And be sure to follow us, um, subscribe, whatever. Uh, I think following is, is the term now. Uh, but then also rate and review. Those things help us a lot. And it will help us to get our podcast into more li- to more listeners. So until next time, we will see you guys next week. 